Um, so these, these flyers are one of the ways that we invite people to come and take a seat. It's just a point of contact and it, it's basically it says we believe God loves you and can heal you from back pain or chest pain, arthritis, depression, sleeping problems, allergies, headaches, walking difficulties, lung problems, digestive issues or, or every other physical or emotional condition. Take a seat and pray for you and it's completely free. Tell us a time of the prayer and uh, just contact information. So we're using that as a point of contact and, and basically we just really want to um, be proactive in, in approaching people and a very gentle uh, invitation for them to come uh, and take a seat. And so I'll go into a little bit more detail but we're going to we incorporate your question with that as well. But um, so we're using that to invite people with a friendly, gentle invitation to come and receive healing for anything or prayer for anything. And we invite them to come to the chair. When they come to the chairs, um, we prefer men to pray with men and women for women. Okay? Um, when let's say I meet John on the street and I will say, John, is anything to pray for you for? And uh, are you Healthy or general pain in the body. Uh, and John says, actually, you know, I was went to the doctor recently and had to go to the hospital and for an X-ray it's not looking good. I have cancer. So John, can we just pray for you quickly pray that Jesus would heal you? Uh, we've seen many, many people healed and touched by God. And prayer does help. Would you come? Sure. I don't just say go and sit over there. I say come. You know, we'll, we'll, we won't take long. And I'll walk you to the chair. So I walk John to the chair. And when we get here, then you need to have your eyes open and develop 360 degree awareness of everything that's going around you. And I need between another, you know, between two to four guys need to be praying for John. So I'll be one praying if I was to bring him there. Um, and um, some others will be with me. So there'll be between two and four people. And they'll kneel around the chair. So if John's standing, um, I, well, you can stand quickly to him. But the moment that he uh, sits, I will kneel down. And I'll kneel um, close to him and around the front, not the back. Now, if for some reason you are unable to kneel, and I know there are some folk here who are unable to kneel, don't let that stop you, okay? One, what I will say to you is get prayer. Get prayer for God to heal your knees. I can't tell you how many people that we have seen healed who were unable to kneel, but after they sat in the chair, we prayed for them, they were able to kneel. Right? But while you're awaiting your healing, um, you can don't let it stop you. The fact that you can't kneel, don't let it stop you. If you can kneel, then please kneel. If you're not unable to, then stand to the side of the person. You may have to stoop down to listen to what they're saying and to, and to pray as well. But while you're waiting for your healing, um, just do that. But we have seen a lot of people heal. We see brand new knees given. Um, you know, you know the the boxer who uh, broke his uh, leg. I told you the, the story of him. <coughs> he had a metal pin in his knee. Well, he felt something really strange afterwards um, under his skin. 
said, there's something, I've got to go to the doctor, there's something really odd on my knee now. So he went and had an x-ray, the pin was out of his knee and under the skin. Where it came out, there was nothing there, it was like completely, completely whole. The doctor said, I have no explanation, he just had to make a little incision, took the pin out. So good. <laughs> we have seen metal dissolve in uh, knees, arms, feet, metal dissolve away. And we've seen operational scars go as well. Nothing's impossible for good. I have photographs on my, on my uh, phone of self-harm scars just dissolving away, really bad ones. Nothing's impossible. Right. So anyway, so while you're waiting for healing, you know, get prayer on the chairs and keep receiving prayer. If you need healing, keep receiving prayers on the, on the chairs. While you're waiting for healing, you can still pray. Right? Um, so if I speak to a woman and I said um, and she needs healing, I'll walk into the chairs and I'm up between two or four women to come straight away to, to pray for her. Ask them, ask what their name is, find out who the, you know, what their name is, use their name throughout prayer. Okay, when they sit, you kneel, and then um, find out what's wrong. Where does it hurt? Just, just gonna, you know, you don't need a full medical history. Find out where does it hurt, and then ask permission if you can lay hands on them. So once you found out what's wrong, you need to ask them, is it, would it be okay if you just lay hands on them to pray? And uh, always ask them, because it may be just that one person, I don't think in, in all the years we've ever done this, I think maybe one time you had uh, one person say no. But that's fine, you don't have to lay hands. But um, in all the time we've ever done this, I haven't had one person where it's important to ask, is that would it be okay if we just lay hands on them to pray? Sure, that's okay. Find some way you can lay your hand on it's appropriate. Touch is very important. Lay hands, and then before you begin to pray, you need to tell them how much God loves them. Right? It's really important. Begin to speak to the innermost being the truth of God's love. Very often, even at that point, we have seen people delivered and healed, even before we began to pray for whatever it is that was troubling them. Because God's love has a power to set people free. Just, the, just the, the revelation of his love, they begin to encounter and experience his love. Began to pray for one man uh, and just actually began to tell them of God's love, he began to manifest. His demon was manifesting, so what we do. By the way, if someone starts to manifest, right, you, you know what I mean by that, don't you? The, the manifest is something's demonic. Whatever you do, don't do this. Okay, back everyone's a demon. <laughs> I don't even call it a demon, I don't even call it an unclean spirit, I don't even have to do that, okay? So, um, what you do is just, uh, what I did for this particular man, I put my arm around him, and all I did was just keep telling him about God's love. He was delivered, and all I did was tell him about the love of Jesus wow. towards him, and he got set free. Wow. How are you exercising authority? Yes, because I, everything you do is authoritative. If you understand that, do you know what I mean? So, so you begin just to show the love of God, but then 
And of course, if it's, say someone comes, for example, and they say, um, well, you know, I've got anger issues. You say, okay, let's just pray. So you begin to, so what you do is, first thing you tell them about God's love. And you, your eyes are open. You're looking and you begin to invite the Holy Spirit to come. You begin to invite an increase of God's presence to rest in that person. When your eyes are open, you can begin to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's like a, a sense of peace coming on that person. It's like in the Spirit they begin to relax. You see it in the Spirit. And if your eyes are open, the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you what he's doing and show you what he's doing. Um, some people will experience um, you know, some people may tremble and shake. Some people may, may have a tear rolling down their face or they may weep. Some people may feel electricity or waves of heat or power going through the body. I remember in Dundee, when healing the streets was uh, taking place, the, the, the team were praying for this young man and inviting the Holy Spirit to come. And suddenly he jumped off the chair. His fists were clenched. He was ready to punch someone. Like, can you imagine, you're praying for someone, suddenly he jumps up, he's, he's got this look, I'm going to punch someone here. And he's looking under the chair, he's looking in everyone's hands, because the person that had the blower heat in their hands was going to get knocked out. Because <laughs> he thought, someone is, someone is trying to trick me here, you know. He said, well, what's up to this? Who's got the blower heater? So what do you mean? Someone's blowing hot air onto me. <laughs> so that, that's it. And they began to uh, explain that that was God, the Holy Spirit. He said, it was? He said, yes. So, oh, I'm sorry. He sat back down. <laughs> they began inviting God's presence again. He said, the blowing heater's on you. That's great. Just go receive it. And he was powerfully touched by the Lord. Some people experience, um, some people may laugh. You know, that's okay. Different, different, different things can happen within the body. They can, they can shake back to the rubble. You know, anything can happen. Some people may just go out of spirit. That can happen as well. And, but when you see the, the spirit of God begin to rest on the person, that's the, the time you then take authority. You begin to pray. So, you know, the person's, you begin to pray and you see it, you can see, for example, this man who's got angry, he's just suddenly... His face begins to curl and he begins to snarl, and you realise there's something spiritual going on there. Well, you don't have to say demon come out. You know, you just say anger. You know, I, I command, I command all anger to go and never return. And I release, you know, God's peace and His presence on on this man's life. You begin to release it, but you speak to wherever it is that has to go. Command to go, never return. That's simple. Okay, authoritative words. Command the go, and then just press in, and you just, when you finish praying, whatever it is that you, you know, so one person will begin to pray, you have your eyes open, when you finish praying, you look to your team members, because everyone needs to be listening to God, and cue your prayer up, so let's say, you know, I want to pray for this man, someone's started to pray, I'm waiting for him to finish, my eyes are open, I'm listening, to his prayer. The moment that he finishes praying and he's like finished, he's going to look at me or tell the team members. And what he's saying is, 
okay, if you've got anything, now's the time to release it. And then straight away, I will begin to launch into my prayer, whatever God's given to me to share. Does that make sense? So at any time, you can tell them about God's love, you can pray in authority of prayer, you can give some insights on all the gifts of the Spirit can flow, all the gifts of the Spirit, but use wisdom. And everyone can pray, but not all of you have to pray. So, you know, it's entirely up to you. But allow yourself to be stretched by God. Say, Lord, I really want to pray this, even if it's a simple prayer, even if it's be healed, you know. That's your best prayer, that's great, just do that. But pray your best prayer, your best prayer that comes from your heart, connected to the heart of this person being lifted up to God. Just pray your best prayer for them. And be intentional and be in expectation that they're going to be healed, whatever it is. So let's say you just pray your best prayer. Let's say it could be, um, I don't know, let's say it's a back injury. They have, they have a spinal condition, they're in a lot of pain, and you just prayed for them to be healed and prayed. And what one, one of you could be doing possibly is putting your hand very gently on the place. Try and place your hand close to the area where the problem is, only if it's appropriate and legal. Okay? <laughs> Put your hand there and, and pray. And all of you can pray with your hands somewhere on the head. But you pray your best prayer. When you finish praying, you're going to find out if there's any change in their body, if they're able to do something they couldn't do before. So they must get up and begin to move. So they actually say to them, can you, can you just test to see if there's any change at all in your condition? Now, there's three things that can happen, three, three ways healing can come. It can either come instantly, it can come gradually, or there may be no sign of healing at all. So which of those three have they experienced? If they're, if they're healed instantly, then um, they need to tell you they just confirm to you that God is healing. We prayed for a woman who was blind in her left eye and she was instantly healed. She told us she could see out of her eye and we said, Jesus has healed you. Okay. Now we never guarantee healing, we never, we never promise healing, um, but we, we will pray our best prayer. Because we don't, at the same time, we don't want to bring disappointment into someone who isn't instantly healed. So, our default position is we believe they're going to be healed instantly, but they're not, that's okay. The second way they're healed is, is gradually. This is the most common way. The Bible says this a believer, as each, every one of us, a believer shall lay their hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. That word recover. Or to get well signifies a period of time. So, and the, the amount of time, the length of time, is up to God. How long it's going to take for them to be healed. So you pray your best prayer. You leave the results to God. Find out. Let's say they have a back problem. They can't touch their toes. They, in fact, they can't even, they can't even bend over. But when you pray for them, once you pray for them and they test it, they can bend a little bit more than they could. They say, well, I've got more freedom there. That means, then you can say to them, God is in the process, Jesus is in the process.
process of healing you. And that can, you know, and at that point, you have two options. You can either not pray for them again and say to them, God is in the process of healing you right now, and we'd love you to come back next week or whenever we're back on the streets. Or come and let us know how you are. If by next week you're not healed, would you come back and we'll pray again? Or maybe you feel prompted, can I pray a second time? Can I pray for you again next week? That be okay? We just pray for you again. Sure. Pray again. Only if the Holy Spirit prompts you to do that. You can pray a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Only if the Holy Spirit prompts you. Okay. And the third way that people are healed is sometimes when there's no sign of healing. Now, when there's no sign of healing, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them and then they're not going to be healed. So why would I do when there's no sign of healing? Because we've told them that God, that God uh, loves them at the beginning, we reaffirm God's love to them. I just want to let you know again. You know, I know you haven't, there is no, there hasn't been any sign of healing right now, but I want you to know again, God just wants to reaffirm this to you, that He loves you with all of His heart and precious to you. And secondly, this doesn't mean that you're not going to be healed. You can be healed as you go again, instantly, gradually, or the next day. But if there's no sign by next week of any change at all, We'd love to pray for you again. Okay, now, this is where faith comes in. It's important for us to have faith. Um, our part to pray, play is the prayer of best prayer. If you, let's say you speak to a mountain, I mean a real mountain, and you command the mountain to move. And let's say that mountain moves one millimeter. Do you know, can you perceive with the naked eye that that mountain has moved? Do you know that mountain has moved or not? Of course you don't. The mountain, you have no idea. For you, it just hasn't moved. But the fact is, if it's moved one millimeter, it's moved. Would you agree? Well, let's say the mountain is moving one millimeter a day. That means the mountain's in movement. One day you'll wake up, you look out your window, and you'll say, that mountain's moved. And the place from the imperceptive, imperception to perception is called faith. The space between. The space between, I can't see that anything has moved, to I've seen movement is called faith. That space in between. Our part to play is to pray our best prayer. So what we do is you pray your best prayer for this person who sits here. You let your prayer soar to God. You give it wings. Alright? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I was about to start singing. Not, no, 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 do that. Come on. <laughs> so you let it go. You let your prayer soar to God. The problem is, the problem is because we have sometimes a misunderstanding of how healing comes, we ask the person, how are you? And the person has no change. You go, really? And instantly, you grab your prayer by the feet and you pull it back. Because in your mind, or even with your own uh, mouth, you begin to negatively confess that the person is not healed. You believe that God hasn't healed them. You begin to negate the very prayer that you believe by. Yes, I pray your faith, but God didn't do anything. You know? No, I understand. I understand, and it's, and it's 
possible that you prayed your best prayer and you're giving your prayer wings and you just let it soar, but there was no change. That's possible as well. It's the kingdom here and not yet. I'll talk to you a little bit more about it. But what we do is our part is to pray our best prayer, let our prayer soar. Believe, believe that the moment you begin to speak, the atoms and all the things that inside our body that, you know, we're, we're, we're actually held together by God's word. Right? It's called the strong force. Scientists call it the strong force. If you were to look with the most powerful magnifying whatever instrument into our body and see our atoms, you'd find it's just space there. But what is holding us together, what the scientists call the strong force, is God's word. When you begin to speak with the authority of Jesus, those molecules and atoms, whatever it is that make us up, begin to move in obedience to the word spoken until hell is formed. How, how long that takes is up to God. Okay? But faith releases it, and, and you know, in the morning, King David said, In the morning, our Lord, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. It's a prayer of faith, and you release it and say, I know. Although I can't see with my eye, I believe that something is happening. There's movement somewhere. I can't see it, but something's moving. Does that make sense? Yeah. So God was showing you this with Elijah. Do you remember that when Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel to pray? Do you remember there was a, there was a drought in the land? And so he, he, he kneels down, and the Bible says that he prays earnestly and fervently for rain to come. But he asks his servant, what do you see? Do you remember that? And his servant says, I don't see anything. And seven times he asks his servant, what do you see? The way that God showed me that, that Elijah is asking the servant, imagine this, have you ever been in a situation where you have either a family member or a loved one returning home, you haven't seen them for a long while, but you know on this day, they are coming home. But you don't know exactly when. Have you ever gone to the window, looked at the curtain, and pulled the curtain back, are they coming down the road? You've popped your head out, and you're looking, you're, you're in expectation, you want to see. You, you can't see them yet, they're not. You know they're coming. Do you know that, that, that sense, that feeling? That, that is the heart that Elijah had when he's asking his servant, it's coming. I know, I'm excited about this, it's coming. Can you see it? Anything? Sign of any kind of movement? I can't see anything. But I believe this, that when, when Elijah prays in faith and expectation, the moment even before he opens his mouth to speak, because the intention in his heart is, rain is coming, without a doubt, rain is coming. The moment he opens his mouth to speak, the sun begins to evaporate the water from the surface of the sea. Okay, the, the atmosphere begins to fill the water vapor. And as he presses into the prayer, he's pressing in to the prayer, he's pressing into God, pressing in. He, he senses, he can't see anything. He senses a shift in the atmosphere. The atmosphere begins to shift. He feels the humidity begin to rise in the atmosphere. And eventually, the atmosphere is so full of water vapour that it can't contain 
You know, the atmosphere can't contain this vapour anymore, and a cloud begins to condense. And eventually, the surface of that sea of cloud, the size of a man's fist, rising from the, you know, above the sea. It wasn't even rain. It was just a tiny cloud. It was a sign of movement. A sign of movement, not even rain, but the sign of movement. And you say, come on, let's go, rain's coming. So when you pray, what you're looking for is movement. I'm looking for any sign of encouragement. Is there any change at all? You're not looking for what God hasn't done. You're looking for what God is doing. Yeah? I'm looking for one little thing, and if I see one tiny bit of change, I say, great, it's happening. Keep pressing, keep believing for that change to, to take place. Okay. And some people need to be prayed for more than once. We pray for one man with um, liver cancer. He'd been given three months to live. In fact, the doctors told, told him afterwards they didn't think he would live a month. They gave him three months to live. We prayed for him once. He did. He, he goes, and he comes back two and a half years later to tell us he was completely healed. Another man with liver cancer came to us every Saturday for a whole year. The doctor said to him, "What are you? Are you taking anything? Are you doing anything? This, this, this shouldn't be happening, but the cancer is shrinking." He says, "Yeah." <laughs> At the end of the year, the doctor's called him and he says, I've got some amazing news for you. I don't know how to break this to you, but he says, thank you, doctor. That's all I need to know. He knew he was healed. He knew that God has healed him. You know, every, every, we, don't, we don't know how long. We don't, know, we don't fully understand why. That's okay. We just trust God. Right? Now, now sometimes some people aren't despite our best prayer, some people just aren't healed. Right? And it's the kingdom here and not yet. And it's frustrating and it's upsetting at times. But this is what I know. When you show the love of God to the person you pray for, their lives are changed. Even when they're not healed. It touches them, it touches their family members when they see the love of God being released. And one day I will know there are times in the Bible you see that Jesus and Cyprus prayed that all were healed. Because there was an environment, there was an environment they were in where the power of God was being released and everyone was getting touched. I've been in those environments. I wish I could say more often than not, but I have But I have been in those environments where every single person that we pray for has been healed. And it's like breathing the atmosphere of heaven. There's another environment where Jesus, in his own hometown, the Bible says, was, was unable, was unable to do any miracles except heal a few sick people. And he was amazed at their unbelief and the lack of faith. It's an environment where it's difficult and sometimes impossible for God to move. Now I want to ask you a question. Jesus' faith. How much faith do you think he had when he was praying in that situation there? In his own attack, his faith is perfect. His walk with the Father is perfect. His prayer, his prayer life is perfect. And yet he is unable to do miracles there, except heal a few sick people. 
I believe, though, if Jesus was able to spend time in his own hometown, he would have changed the status quo. He would have turned that around completely. And the church is stepping out all over the country. We're stepping out. We're seeing an increase, an acceleration of healing. We're seeing an acceleration of breakthrough. And because the church is being obedient to the Lord, he is going to visit. He's going to visit Balaam with salvation. It's not just healing, but salvation. Because there's so many come to, come to faith. Because of what we're seeing in Corinth, believes and encouragement for everywhere, but the church that is stepping out and doing what Jesus asked the church to do. Jesus will visit with salvation. It's going to be amazing. Signs of wonders breaking out everywhere. Can't wait. It's going to be today, hopefully. Come on. So, Every person we pray for, so, you know, we just pray your best prayer. Pray with all the faith that God has given to you. And when you release your prayer, let it soar to God. Refuse any doubt in your mind. So I'm not having that. Okay. And when you see God breaking through, you'll be pinching yourself and saying, are you sure you're <laughs> I love it when that happens. And you see, when you see people's eyes, you know, widen like saucers when they just encounter God. Those, those encounters, those experiences are, are, are priceless. You cannot, I cannot convey to you. I mean, Stephen was sharing some of the things that he's seen here. And what you guys have seen here while you're here. And you'll know, those of you that have done healing streets, you will see, you've seen the effect that the Lord has on people when they, I mean, they, the poor unsuspecting shopper, you know, is not expecting to encounter God on the streets. It's amazing. I, t- I told you about people that are getting healed just by coming into God's presence on the streets. And I told you that. I told that woman who I told you that this I wanted to share that again. So, pray your best prayer, leave them in place of faith. When you pray, when you finish praying for them, um, we, just before they go, we give them these pass. And there's a connection card in there. That's, that's for the miracle question. For the miracle question. Okay, we have that's, the letters. That's really good, actually. That's good. I need to have a look at that like this. It's better than ours. <laughs> well, there's a pack in there, and there's a pack. We have the envelopes. Uh, and then, so this is the real question pack. Yeah. Right, so it's the real question pack. Yeah. So we have envelopes that we give to people who we finish breakfast. Just as they're about to go, we give them the pack, and that gives information about the church, who we are, what we've done. This is the, the pack for the miracle question. I don't like that. Good. And that's really good. <laughs> I thought I copied it from you. Sorry? <laughs> I copied it from yours. It doesn't look as good as that. <laughs> so, um, right, what I'll do is um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to weave in the miracle question.